I did manage to finish it, and uh, Trevor did manage to finish his in 23 hours. Excellent. Uh, which now you can play at montrose.is slash Tetris. So Montrose is Tetris. Yes. Anytime you want, on the web! Neil, yes, we are doing something. <laughs> We're going to just record some extra audio for Rainy Day stuff. Yay! You like Rainy Day audio, don't you, Neil? Uh, yeah, and uh, <laughs> as it turns out, um, I'll be watching my sister's kids for pretty much the entire week, so uh, I, I could use a rainy day podcast right about now. Yeah. <laughs> Good. So that means you get to watch all of Avatar because you'll be watching her kids all the time. Yay. Uh, possibly. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yes. Come on, let's get Kapoor going. <clears throat> my throat's been acting up in the last couple of weeks. Mine has too. I think it's just because of the change in weather. It's gone from being, you know, nice, beautiful 80-degree days to it's now like 60. That's some interesting animation on the DeviantArt front page. Let me check this out. DeviantArt. I think you'll see it. Which one is it? It's the one that's animated. Oh, Ravietta? Yes. I see it. Oh, that is really nice. Let's see here. Well, wow, oh. lots of animations this person does. I know. This is really good animation. I know. Spilling, the drink spilling is pretty, pretty good. Man, it's good stuff. Oh, the color, the color one is pretty good, too. Let me take a look at this one. We like animation here, don't we, Neil? Yes. What do you think of this? Yes. Man, yeah. R-A-V-I-E-T-T-A. Ravietta. Oh, there's a cat. Oh, I see the cat. Oh, that's a really good cat. I don't see anything with boob jiggle yet. Nah. <laughs> They don't seem to be into that. Oh, that's too bad. We like boob jiggle animation here. Well, the boob, the... Let's see. Are the boobs moving correctly? That is the question. cute animation, too. Yeah. Uh, boobs are pretty much stationary in these animations. Oh, disappointing. Oh, there's a nice one with the, with the hair. Yeah, there's some really good ones with hair, but like... Yeah. The boobs don't, like, I'm watching a lot of them with boobs, and the boobs just act as though they're, like, solid pieces of foam. Oh. Maybe, I, it's, I maybe think, it's a woman animator and she doesn't want to do boob jiggle. That's what that's what I think is going on here. I think this is, like, one of those, like, that's not what they're focusing on. Even though, no, the whole package. Though everyone, <laughs> seems, to ha everyone seems to have the same bust size, so. Oh. Yeah. She's not there yet. She's not there yet. Yes. Even David Tennant has the same boot breast size. Okay. I'll just I'm, put her I'm, on my I'm watch kidding. list anyway. <laughs> yeah, she's going on my watch list too because the animation is really good. It is. It, it just sort of struck me by surprise. Have you ever... Oh, oh she's only 19. Oh my God, she's only 19. <laughs> mm. Oh, wow. Neil. She's from Poland. She's from where? Poland. Poland. Oh. Do they speak English in Poland? Yeah. They, yeah. they learn English. All right, maybe we okay. Neil contact her see if we can get her. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I like talking to, you know. I know, I know. I, I'm just, I'm just laughing because it's like, get her on the phone. <laughs> the Webcast Beacon Network has been covering and promoting creativity and the creative process since 2007, starting with the Web Comic Beacon a topical webcomics podcast with a jovial bunch of misfits like your local morning radio show. 
Also, the Webcomic Beacon Newscast recaps, reviews, and discussions of community and industry news relative to comic creators, especially of digital distribution. Also, the Tropecast, the ever-tangential discussion of literary and visual memes. And finally, Web Fiction World. Before webcomics, there was independent and self-published web-release written fiction and literature. Find this all at webcastbeacon.com. Be sure to grab a master RSS feed or master iTunes feed and not miss a thing. Someone drew a an animation of my boobs exploding, and I thought Yours? that was fucking hilarious. Yeah, um, I still have that GIF. I actually recently found it when I was going through uh, finding <laughs> like like, like animated you or real you. No, an animated version of myself. Um, this okay. was after Yuki had just started, and they were my fans weren't very happy with how. Um, Robert had handled things anyway. We won't talk about that. Um, okay, and yeah, but anyway, they drew this animation because they were angry that Yuki was about a big titty Valkyrie. They drew this animation of my breasts growing really big and milk is dripping out of them and then they explode. <laughs> and, and they thought this was going to hurt me. And I just, I laughed my ass off when I saw that thing because I was like, someone took the time. An effort to make this wonderful piece of art. Well, did and, the person actually send you a message saying God hates girls with big boobs? Uh, yeah, someone wrote me that. And then my <laughs> grandmother wrote that I was corrupting the youth. <laughs> and I wrote back, that's nice, Grandma. I'll see you later. Um, <laughs> you're old. Um, I mean, I love my grandmother, but I... And now she doesn't read my stuff. She, she stays away from it. She knows better. But I think it was just the initial shock of, like, from, well, the jar is not that, like, innocuous, but it's, like, definitely not as big-tittied Valkyrie as Yugi. It's more, we have guns and we're teenagers, so. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I, I like I like the big-tittied Valkyrie a little bit more. Yeah, we, we I tried to get boobs into uh, the jar, but my brother was, we actually introduced that that character you saw with the boobs because uh people did complain there was a lack of boobs females in the jar oh, and females, females in general there weren't any except for the female beatnik and and dandruff girl who um there was this you'll see it there's a scene with a girl who gets her dandruff cured and they made the people in the forum made this entire story about her like dandruff girl and how she married the black mage and it was like this epic story. They even had a wedding in the forum. It was just... <laughs> yeah, that's, that's almost like what the fans did with Boba Fett. Yeah, it's actually... And that's when I realized, yeah, there needs to be a female character because they're making like this entire legend about Dandruff Girl. We need to do something about this. Even though I really liked the legend of Dandruff Girl. And actually, had we done the jar even longer, probably Dandruff Girl would have appeared again. Just because I liked the idea of... She went off to become her own character. That's just awesome. Have you ever so. read Mysterious Girlfriend Dex, Kitty Hawk? Yes, I have. Okay. Last I, I think I got I think I got up to, to issue fifty and then I kinda was like, uh, oh well. It it just sort of was like, Oh, you're trying to gross me out, but I don't I don't see uh maybe it gets better later on, but I just got fifty fifty issues in and it just sort of got boring. Oh, oh, 77, huh? Here's a chapter about boobs. Oh, okay. So later on, we we get into boobs. All right. That boob is a little weird. Okay. 
Maybe she's got a bra that's pushing it out. That's quite all. <laughs> oh, yeah. these, these are softball. This is this is a softball. Yeah, well, I mean, like here they moved, but that that first page they were kind of like way up on the chest, like she's wearing a push-up bra, which I wouldn't doubt she would if she had breasts this big. Yeah, they moved correct. They moved correct. Yeah. Well, they, <laughs> the way that they're moving forward and then they move to the side. Yeah. But the thing is, is like. That first scene with it way up on her chest, I was like, "What is going on here?" And then this is she, is, this she is like how... a poor girl who has shoulder boobs or something. And this is how she steals a base. Yeah, I see it. Yeah, I, I tried reading this series, and it just was like, eh, "Okay, doesn't really go anywhere." Omega, that doesn't go anywhere. You don't say. Yeah, I know. <laughs> just I have several that I read that are just like terrible, and I. Um, I don't know. That one just wasn't terrible enough. <laughs> wow. You okay. Yeah. yeah. You start hitting the robotussin. Yeah, really. Robo tripping. <clears throat> oh my god! The yeah. new Oh My Goddess is about to come out. Oh my oh god! My How's it going to win the race? I know <laughs> the race. <clears throat> the race is so stupid. Like you've got to race around this track, and you've got three times. Okay, we know he's going to get it on the third time, okay? Like, we already know. <sighs> and then that's not going to be the actual... Uh, and, like, I think it's going to end on number 300, so... Um... Oh, 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 that reminds me. I saw a trailer for a movie. Yeah. When Superman... When, when I saw Man of Steel. Yeah. It's a sequel to 300. Wait, what? Yes. What? Yes. Why? <laughs> I don't what? know. What? Okay, okay. What? What is it? Is it? Is it about the Odyssey? Um, because uh, you know, like three hundreds about the Il Iliad. No, no, so... no. Three hundreds no, about the Battle of Thermopylae. Okay, that's right. That's right. I'm getting confused. <clears throat> and then, and then um, after that was the Battle of Marathon, where yeah. one soldier ran from Marathon back to. Uh... Oh man, are we gonna have epic running? Ran so far away. Well, that should be you know this, you know this story, Neil. The guy ran yeah. from Marathon to to Athens to speak of the victory, mm -hmm. and then they decide to honor him. Well, actually, the story's not about that. It's basically here are some most more Spartans, except they're now they're on boats. Well, I mean, like I'm just saying, like the story you get told as a kid is, and then they honored him by calling racing marathons. Only one specific race is a marathon. Yeah, I know. Just... It's the one he died on. Yeah. Did that I, just rem I just remember hearing this <clears throat> and it's just like, uh, okay. Uh, so, a sequel, huh? And I bet Zack Schneider's doing it. Yes. Whew. Okay. I just sort uh, of wonder what how he's going to do this because the first one he was cribbing off of Frank Miller's book. And Frank Miller yeah. didn't make a sequel, so what's he going to do? Well, he could do what J.J. Uh, Abrams did and Into Darkness, and he could try to just remake the whole goddamn movie. You know, pull a, <laughs> pull a Ghostbusters 2, knock them down a peg, and then, like, they got to rise back up. Yeah! Kirk's now got to get control again. Woo! Um, yeah. Well, they could actually knock someone down the pit, literally, this time, and the person has to climb out, like in Saint Seiya, where dragons like climbing out that ice pit, and um, 
Or how Batman climbed out of the pit in the... Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, man, that's great, because then it's it's a way to get a little bit of Dark Knight into your movie, since every goddamn movie nowadays has to have a little bit of Dark Knight in it. Even even Amazing Spider-Man. I know. Oh, my God. And Neil, Neil knew what I thought of it, and yeah. he saw it free on demand and decided to watch it anyways. It was... Okay, like Amazing Spider-Man, I will say there's some parts of it I kind of like. Um, like, I do like the enthusiasm of the main character, like the guy playing uh, Spider-Man. Like, that's actually nice, but he's he's actually, I like him a lot better than Mumbly from from the, the original trilogy. But the lack of science, you know, it, it's sort of like, sort of gets glossed over. Also, the suit is ridiculous. You mean it yeah. looks like it's sewn for a bunch of basketballs? Yeah, the suit's a bit ridiculous. And what I love is when they said, when the sequel are going to make the suit different and they show a picture that's practically the Raimi costume. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It seems to be that these, these people, these new directors are just pulling from the old source <laughs> and then saying it's a tribute. And it's like, no, it's not a tribute. It's a direct liftoff. And especially egregious in Into Darkness because J.J. Abrams is on record saying... He's not a he Trekkie. Yeah, he did. He watched it. He didn't like it. He, so he's going to do something different. And then he does all of Wrath of Khan, except fucks it up. Yeah, because the thing is, all the other references, you know, of, uh, of Moby Dick and all that in Wrath of yeah. Khan, the one thing you miss the most from Wrath of Khan that most people don't even realize is Tale of Two Cities. Mm, yeah... I guess you could say. Well, my biggest issue. With well, like, well, even 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 Nolan did Tale Two Cities. Yeah. Dark Knight yeah, Rises but, is basically Tale Two Cities with Batman. Well, it's it's basically it's I want to talk about like more socialist communist views, but unfortunately the the studio like because they kind of pull back in both in Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises, they hit up against that nice uh, anti-capitalist message. But then they pull back, and I think that's because the studio told them they couldn't go balls out anti-capitalist, and that kind of I understand it's Warner Brothers. They're not gonna they're not going to have a pure anti-capitalist message in a in a blockbuster movie. But you know, by making Bane um, be in love with Talia or some bullshit, what the fuck? Where'd Talia come from? The comics. Uh, yeah, I know, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Out of nowhere, here comes Talia. I mean, yeah, you could kind of get it was, but it's like, wow, you wasted Talia. Thanks. Um, I, kind of, I kind of liked it because I, because by the time that the reveal came, I totally forgot it was about Talia because yeah. they were building up to make it, making you think it was Bane. Yeah, and, but and, I mean, and it worked. It worked. Okay, I will admit that it worked, but it's like you wasted it. I really love Talia. I wish that she had been more prominent in the movie making it a reveal at the end where i'm sorry but I, I as much as i like dark knight rises both the dark knight and dark knight rises have a problem in which like halfway through the movie my eyes just started to glaze over because i'm <laughs> That's just like it's three hours long yeah i'm, I'm like <laughs> i understand that you know making a two hour plus movie is now the equivalent of having the um, 
two foot tall PC box in the 90s in GameStop, you know, because you wanted to take up the most uh, shelf space as possible. So now the, the strategy is to take up the most time in the theater to knock out other movies. So yeah, I'm tired of that. I don't, you know, those big giant cardboard boxes I got from PC games, those went right to the trash. Um, when I'm watching Dark Knight on TV, I generally stick around for the scenes I like and then wander off for the rest of them. It's like, ooh, this is the boring part. I'll walk away. Filler! <laughs> oh, I put an image up there. I want to see if you can guess who these two guys are. Let's see. Red Letter Media. Instantly. I immediately knew who they were. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's Mike and, um, what's that guy's name? Mike's friend. <laughs> Mike and Mike's friend. Yeah, um, was... I know. I, I watch that pretty much religiously. As soon as it comes out, I'm I pretty much watch it. They they half in the I, bag. Movie shock. I mean, I love I love the reviews. Um, you know, like I would say that I pretty much agree with them. Like most of the time, now there's some things I'm sort of like, eh, not so much. Well, you, well, you know what? At least they aren't snooty and and no. and arrogant like uh like uh like how it should have ended is because they they're like oh yeah because i hate how it should end because they they are so <laughs> fucking pretentious like look 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 we're so oh is that, that, is that that is that that thing with the animation yeah well yeah. barely oh animation. well they're they're trying to be funny like okay half in the bag it's humor comes from they'll do a scene that just seems like it's part of the half in the bag like you know world but it's actually a like commentary on the movie that they're reviewing. Yes. Um, which I really enjoy, and it's so subtle and nice. And also, they're not afraid to like make rape jokes, which is you know always great. Um, <laughs> and that really just shows how. And like, I really loved the Plinket character when they were doing the reviews with the Plinket character because it's sort of like he's a horrible person, but he's right. It's not like it's we're like taking our yeah. It's like. You don't like this person, so you just take what he's saying at face value, rather than I like this person, I'm going to listen to them. Right. So and speaking of people really who treat other people like that, here here's another image. Okay. I want you to guess who this is. All right, let's see here. Don't close my eyes. Uh, I don't have no fucking clue who this is. <laughs> Okay, the image says Doug Whore. Who is Doug Whore? Uh, Walker. <laughs> Who? That guy with the glasses. Oh, that's, that's, okay. Because pretty much saying, you tell me what to review and I'll review it now. Okay. What, no, is he, is he, is he like asking his fans to tell him what to, yes. what to review? Well, that's yeah. fine. That's fine. I mean, if that's. But, That's a good way to get content, I guess. Well, it's true, but he's supposed to—he's supposed to be, you know, nostalgia stuff. It's, it's okay. So he's okay. So he's just run out of ideas, and like he's just asking everyone else. Yeah, at, le at least he hasn't <gasps> been begging for pennies now. Well, at he's at least you know reviewing what is was viewers want to see so that's good like i said I like mean, i said at least he's not begging for pennies so i'm give not... it time oh pennies well that, that's really what blip pays you is 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 i know no i know i know how these these things are like you know anything with like ads or like people are like oh my god that's where you make your money and it's like yeah i make enough money off my ads to pay for my server and 
all the incidentary costs, oh. but that isn't like where I get the majority of my no, it's, money. it's merchandising, merchandising. It is, unfortunately, it is merchandising and also <laughs> side projects. So, well, that that yeah. is true. That is true. Speaking of which, uh, thinking of which, my my side business is taking off a little bit, so I'm getting some extra in cash. So, if you know Yay. of any artists that want a couple of grand drawing stuff for me, let me know. Oh, I'll let you know. Um, I do know we're going to do a sketch fiend on the. 6th of July, and it's going to be a comic sketch fee. Yes. Because it's it's in honor of Tanabata, Yuki's birthday, and us being one year in Australia. It's been this long. Wow. Yeah, it's been one year. I know, it's crazy. About this time last year, I was getting everything ready and seeing people and saying goodbye and... Sending DVDs to us. Yes! <laughs> Oh my god. That was the that was important on my list. As soon that as was awesome. That, as soon as we found the second Robin, I was like, I know what we have to do. Yeah. <laughs> I was expecting I was expecting something like uh, like uh, those who went to elves or something else kind no, of etchy. No, no. No, no, nothing. We didn't have anything good in our collection. What are you talking about? That collection was just horrible. That no, was so some... awesome. I was like, oh boy, what could this possibly be? I rip it open. I'm like, it's Robin. <laughs> Robin. Robin. I know. I just, I just was like, Trevor, we found it. And I was like, do we have two copies of this? He's like, oh shit. That's how I knew about it. I had bought it before. I was like, oh shit. Uh, but oh, yeah. Man. So yeah, one year here, it's, it's, Probably gonna be here a little bit longer. Gotta get my, gotta get here so I can stay here so I can get my Medicaid and all that. That'll be excellent. Mm. Um, but uh, but back to the movies. Um, so I've seen Amazing Spider-Man, and my opinion on that is uh, it's kind of a good. It, there had some good things in it, but the villain fight at the end was kind of pathetic. Dumb. All, all those all those lizard cops just sitting on the wall <sighs> waiting for the plot to hear Jesus. Them. I know they were just sitting there, and then like we got to get the device off the, like, off the, the the antenna, and like that was the big that's the big final scene. Don't worry, I got him. Uh, yeah, I knew he yeah. was dead. Yeah, it's just it, that movie just was disappointing because it it started out with a little bit of promise. Like I thought, okay, this could be good. Um, we're going with a different direction of Spider-Man. Though I was kind of disappointed that, like, since they were doing a lot of Ultimate stuff, like, especially with the Avengers, I have to admit that I wish it could have been Miles Moranis, because if they were going in a totally different direction, that really would have been a really cool thing to do. But, you know, I understand. The studio's not going to do that. Yeah. Yeah, so, overall, the, the, the CG was terrible. Um, oh, Yeah. The the, the, crane, the the crane scene. Oh god. The crane no. the crane okay, now the crane scene I have to say I liked because it, it is sort of Spider Man esque in that the working man is for Spider Man, whereas the man is not for Spider Man. So I kinda like that scene, but like the CG is terrible, so it just I know, but that's supposed to be the big epic moment is Spider Man needs to get across town. Which, you know, that works if you're, like, if you're into the Spider-Man mythos, but if you're for an action film, that's probably not, like, what you should make. If, if you're for an action film, you watch Star Trek in the Darkness. Well, and also, the other thing is, is that the scene where everyone lifts up Spider-Man, I think it's in Spider-Man 2. Yes. Um, that is more moving, because oh, yeah. 
Yeah, it's a very moving scene. This is just that scene with the the cranes. You're just like, yeah, they're helping Spider Man, but it's not. Hey, really hey, Rika, you want some overtime? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then and into yeah that that crane operator. You know, he, he Spider Man saves his son on the bridge, and then he's like gone for an hour, and then mm-hmm. he comes back. He's you know right before the crane scene, he he hears about Spider Man on the radio. He's like Spider Man. That's the guy that that saved my son. I'm like, where have you been for the last hour? When when the cops have been trying to chase down Spider-Man and been saying that he caused the the wreck on the bridge. Uh, he doesn't care. That doesn't I... matter. It's a movie. <laughs> Fuck you. Oh wow, <laughs> this guess. is Oh wow, this is a nice. This is a nice chapter of Birdie, where where for some reason <laughs> Birdie has '80s big hair. Oh, nice. Well, that's the best kind of hair. Yeah, let me send you the link, Neil, because. Oh, like... Okay, like my okay into darkness, into lens flare, into lens flare, lens flare on the the female. I guess is she supposed to be the female lead? The what is her name? Amanda something or other. You mean you mean their version of Carol Marcus? Yeah, Carol Marcus. That's it. Sorry, because she was so forgettable in this movie. Um, <laughs> like. The emotional scene with Carol Marcus, like, talking to Admiral Robocop, which, by the way, I know they said this on Red Letter Media. I actually said it when I saw the movie, so I think everyone has sort of agreed that his name is Admiral Robocop. I know, even I yes. said that, remember? Yeah, yes. yeah. everyone says Admiral. So anyway, so at, she's giving her speech, you know, like, Daddy, you can't do this, and... And he's like, um, oh, oh, by the way, we knocked your shields out, like, five minutes ago, beaming you in. And but the but the thing is is that there's a lens flare right on her face as she's delivering this emotional scene, and it's just like, J.J. Abrams, could you just like pull that back? I mean, it's a bad emotional scene because it's badly delivered, it's badly written, but still, come on, <clears throat> this is like the moment in the movie where we're supposed to like feel something for this woman, and you just totally ruined it. That and also just like, okay. This movie did not earn anything. Like, the scene where, where Kirk is dying, a la Spock and Wrath of Khan. Like, how the You're hell... the whole compartment. It's like, wh- they're not friends. We haven't shown them be friends. All that we've ever shown them is, is Spock bitches at Kirk, and Kirk goes, whatever, dude, fuck you. And they're friends? Like, are we supposed to really believe that these two people are friends just because... The pl- we're told they're friends, or because they were friends in the in the original series, which J.J. Abrams said was crap. Right. Which is it, you know? And like that's the problem with this movie. This movie really relies way too much on Wrath of Khan, and it's presented. And this is a this is, seems to be a trend in recent movies. It's homage. These are homages. No, they're not. They're not homages. They're homages. Yeah. Like, putting a triple in the background is an homage. And Star Trek Three did that. Yeah. There's a like triple in the background, a, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But putting a triple right there is... Triple's the, dead. Is it, yeah, triple's dead! <laughs> yeah, when the triple is dead, and it's it like, okay, and they explain the triple thing in one piece of dialogue. Remember that adventure, like, we went on with the tribbles? Or, or do we have the ship from, from the mud incident? I know, and like it's just like, and as I've heard people say, I wish I had seen that. I wish I had seen the Muds Women incident, you know, since it probably was different than the original one. 
Right. I, I well, yeah. what I said was this: they should, they could have used the exact same cast and said, "We're remaking where no man has gone before." You know, we're gonna have we're gonna have Benedict play Gary Mitchell. We're gonna have what's her name play uh, play uh, Doctor Hot Lips, and mm -hmm. because they look like them more than they do the parts that they're taking. Yeah, like honest, and that's my irritation with the new Star Trek movies is like in previous Star Treks they got new captains. And, like, you could easily have, like, put new people into these positions, and it could have been, I don't know, Captain Asskicker and his friend Bach. Brock, okay, he has a fr his friend is Brock. Samson? Yeah. Sure, let's throw Brock Samson in there. Um, but I'm just saying, like, I, I, the laziness of making him Kirk and Spock just sort of irritates me, because it's like, okay, one, this is like a character of, of Kirk. Like, oh, look at him with women in the bed. He's such a womanizer, except we don't actually see him be a womanizer. Right. They're that just, was, that was, a, yeah. they were like cat girls or something. Well, yeah. And then the previous movie was an Orion slave girl, which are not slave girls now. Right. Yeah. Cause even though, and like, oh, and the new uniforms in the new, in Into Darkness are so Hugo Boss, so Nazi, it hurts. But it's explained by, we have to get more militaristic. Uh, okay, so you immediately went to Nazi uniforms? Yeah. Really? Well, 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 to, well to me, part of it is, <clears throat> is, uh, is some of the best, you know, Nicholas Meyer wasn't a Trekkie either. No. But, but, but what he did was he went in and says, I'm going to pretend that, that Star Trek was Horatio Hornblower in space and... And I grew up loving these characters, is what he said. He yeah, said, I'm going to pretend to do this, and then... Which is exactly what Gene Roddenberry wanted Star Trek to be. It was basically... At the beginning. Yeah, at the beginning. So it's sort of like, this guy understood what was happening. Yeah. And But Meyer and Gene, you know, they went round and round and round because, because Gene says, you're making my Star Trek too militaristic. And Myers, yeah. Myers says, you have ranks and weapons on the ship. What do you want me to do? But Gene had become, Gene had gotten really into the whole peace movement um, later on. Like, he was into the peace movement with the original series. But, and he says the reason he went with military ranks was because it was what he knew. Because um, he was a naval aviator. Yeah, exactly. And so it kind of makes sense. And, and actually, like, even on a civilian ship, the rankings are kind of similar. It's not exact, but it's... It's close enough. So I understand, but also Gene really wanted to, because Gene was trying to capture this like spirit of the end of the Cold War thing. And I understand that he did get a little wacky with some of his ideas, but at the same time, he was trying to present this image of what goes on beyond the Cold War, especially well, with the, TNG. Well, that is true, but the thing is, all the episodes that he personally penned were mm -hmm. the worst ones. Well, yeah, he he was. It was honestly not as good. I am. I'm going to say that the first season is utter shit. Okay, oh, and yes. and Gene is a Gene is an idea man, and he definitely had some good ideas. It's like it's like George Lucas. You have an idea man, don't let him near the fucking script. Right. He is full of ideas that is not good for us. Yeah, but he did write the last episode of TOS uh, uh, <laughs> called, that's jokingly called by the staff William Shatner's Space Queen. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, Shatner ha hammed before, but that was where no man has hammed before. 
Yeah, that was about my. I imagine Shatner was pretty tired at that at that point. I mean, the um, deal. You know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, no. Last episode of Star Trek TOS. It was called was called by the staff William Shatner Space Queen because it was Turnabout Intruder, written by Gene Ronberry. The episode's plot is kind of silly. It's where Kirk's ex-girlfriend switches bodies with him to become a captain and a man. Oh, that one's not so... That's not very bad. That's not a bad episode. It's, 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 it's pretty bad. Okay, okay. I will say that it is silly, but it's not It's not the, one of the worst episodes of Star Trek ever. It's, no, it's not it's the silly. worst ever, but it. it, it but like I it's said... It's fun. Like I said, the amount of hamminess in Shatner's acting and the fact mm-hmm. that he's playing a woman... And he's like really flam. He's he's trying. Yeah, almost, he was. He's almost he going was full decay there. Yeah, he is a bit flamboyant in that. I will admit, but and so everyone called that episode behind the scenes William Shatner's Space Queen. Yep, I can see that. <laughs> but the, but the thing about Gene, like I said, he was an idea man. Should not be left left near scripts. Um, there were much better script writers, and. I mean, if it weren't for Gene, we honestly would not have had the movies. We would not have had the original series, for you're instance. Abs- you're absolutely right. You yeah. are absolutely right. And uh... and that's why I say he's an idea man. It's like George Lucas. <laughs> Get some ideas out of that man, then send him off somewhere else because he is no good at plot. He is no good at anything else. Like, there are people like that. You just don't want... You say, give me some ideas, and then you just... Don't let them do anything because they're just. You, you ask for, them, for some ideas, then tell them here. Hold up this bucket of sand. Or honestly, go do the promotion shit. Like that's honestly the thing to do in those cases. Like send Gene to go do the promotional shit, or send Lucas to go do the promotional shit. There the, you go. The, the funny thing is, is uh, Star Trek Six is dedicated to Gene, but mm. when Gene saw it. He said, I'm going to contact my lawyers and block this movie because I want him to take all the military stuff off my, out of my Star Trek. And then right be- the day before he called his lawyers, he died. Oh. Well, six wasn't very good. So. I like six. Six is better than five. I'll say that, but it's still. But um, but getting back to Into Darkness, it's it's. What I'm I love really is just how much of the dialogue from Spock's death, they, they just lifted. <sighs> It's just so irritating because it's it, and I've had so many people say you're just you just love the old movie, and I'm like, no. I just see, like I just love competent movies. I like a competent movie. I also don't like it when I've been told this is a totally different movie, and then there are parts directly lifted from the old movie that it doesn't, and also that it doesn't deserve. Like it does not deserve that scene because. There is no friend, like, cause there is no friendship. Number two no. is if you look at the two scenes, like if you watch one and then watch the other, yeah. it, it, it's actually amazing how incompetent J.J. Abrams is as director. Yeah, because because bear- the whole because yeah. when you watch this, the Wrath of Khan scene, there's so much build up into it. The 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 musical score done by uh, Goldman. Oh, yeah. Is is oh, just yeah. is is just slowing down, and it, it, and, and you, see Kirk, you see you see Kirk, you know, going down the the ladder really quickly, and and then mm. the music just stops for an instant, and oh, yeah. while in, in in like that whole yeah that, that that scene where where Kirk goes up to the to the glass, there was no music for like thirty seconds. No, there wasn't. It was it, compl- well, and also you could just see the faces, like not just Scotty's face, not just Kirk's face. 
you could see the faces of all the people in engineering and they all like it, it was it was a funeral it was you, you could tell from everyone's faces that this is really happening whereas like in into darkness you hardly you don't see anyone else like the only two people you see and like you don't see any of the reactions from anyone and the music like when trevor first heard that music on that scene for into darkness he was like is this really the music it's like, like eric sad music yeah. it's just like yeah that's the music he said no no this is like one of those you know uh like sometimes they'll put library music into a, a unfinished cut of the movie just so that we know like okay so this is going to have sad music and he thought that that was what he was watching and I said, no, that's that's the actual music. Because, like, we once watched, what was it? Um, the the movie with, um, oh, God, James, Car James Carey and he becomes God or something. Anyway. Jim Carey. Oh. Yeah, Jim uh, Carey. Bruce Almighty. Bruce Almighty. Because yeah. we saw the... Um, the 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 cut where they before they put the movie and the special effects in, um, and it had similar music. I have to say in the sad scenes. So there you go. Um, this guy wrote the score for Into Darkness, making library music because. Uh, and also, let me just. Uh... <sighs> but yeah, it's a. Uh... It, it, it's just it's sad because you know you. The thing is, is that I don't want to hate on these these new movies. Like I haven't seen it, Man in Man of Steel, but I have a feeling that it's not going to be very pleasant. Because like the thing is, is I look at these movies and I'm just like, I want to find something good to like about these movies because I don't want to be like thinking, oh god, there's not going to be anything good ever again. Which is not true because there have been some good movies that have come out um, recently. And of course, whenever you say that, you're like, uh, which ones have I seen recently? And I can't <laughs> think of any. Um, but, I mean, there are some, like, Django Unchained was really good, and there's some other really good movies that have come out recently. But I, I, am, I am not liking this new trend of... Dark. Let's go, let, well, let's make everything Dark Knight, and let's go and redo everything, but say we're not redoing everything. We're just pretending like we're, this is all new information, and like telling me into darkness is not wrath of khan is bullshit you're and right then, yeah and then telling me man of steel is not a remake of the original superman movie from like the 70s and superman 2 all wrapped into one well like, it, it is but the thing is they also crib off other things like like the first 30 minutes is just on krypton about jor-el about jor-el 30 action, minutes jor-el action scientist 30 minutes of Jarrell Action minutes. Scientist. That's writing, writing, his, writing his pet dragon. His pet dragon? <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. Well, okay. With, with, with a personal pet, assistance, okay. uh, assistant droid helping him along the way. Okay. Now, I can forgive all this because it's Krypton, <laughs> but pet dragon is hilarious. But 30 minutes on Krypton? Do we really need 30 minutes on Krypton? And apparently, uh, Superman has in his cells the Codex of All Kryptonian Life, which is basically... A, a skull fragment from a Kryptonian Neanderthal that all Kryptonians, you know, babies are artificially created based off of or something. I, I don't know. It, it doesn't make Wait, sense. Wait, so like, so like there's like an ancestor that like everyone's being cloned off of. Yeah, except for, except for Clark because he's the first natural birth in centuries. 
Okay. Actually, actually, the thing is, right before they set the ship ship off, uh, Zod shows up, and, and he's like, Sir Jarrell, what have you done? And the, and Clark says, Laura and I had a child, a natural child, and then and then Zod's like, heresy, because apparently no one in Krypton oh, knows God. how to bang naughties anymore. It, is this right. Demolition Man? <laughs> actually, you know what was on last night? Demolition Man. I love that movie. I love that movie. I love that movie too. Um, <laughs> I mean, Taco Bell. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like Sandra um, Bullock before she started getting old. Oh, oh. yeah, that's oh. Sorry, Unfortunate. Sandra Bullock. I'm sorry, we all get old. <laughs> was the um, Snipes before he went to jail? <laughs> oh yeah, for tax evasion. Well, what? <laughs> well, you know, um, he'll he'll be out in time for uh, Expendables three. That's right. <laughs> Hooray! Uh, so okay, so they spend some time on Krypton, and there's like so is like Clark is like some kind of like like ultra baby or something is what I. He's heard. the first baby born. No, no, he, no. Uh, having okay, so, codex so in his he's... body does not give him any extra abilities. It's just basically all the hopes and of the of a future Kryptonian people rest in his blood somehow. I don't know. And, okay, so uh, he's like so he's like Kryptonian Jesus. Got it. Actually, the Jesus thing isn't that big in this. He's like okay, reverse Jesus. Like, okay, so I've heard I've heard some. Okay, like I'm I have not seen it because unlike Marvel, they're not releasing the movies here first in Australia because that's been nice that they've either been about the same time as America or a little before America. DC and Warner Brothers apparently love love us uh, Australia. You know, Australia is like one of the top pirates on Earth, so I guess they like Australia pirating their movies. But anyway, um, so I haven't actually seen it, but I had heard that there was some heavy, like, Jesus um, imagery going on, but I don't know how, how deep, because like, like I said, I've only read reviews, and I've only heard, like, there's some references to being him being 33 years old, um, like, that he, like, well, yeah, Christianity well, yes, or something? Well, yes, he is 33 years old. But yeah. but <clears throat> that's incidental. I think that's part of what they're trying to do with the timeline. But okay. uh, I think it actually... Well, no, making him 33 is making him a Christ figure. It, it is basically like saying he is Christ. So in three um, years, if I make a movie about me saving some people, I'll be a Christ figure. Yeah, being 33 is apparently like one of the signs of being a Christ figure, also a, a, a different kind of birth. I don't know. I know that, no, he okay, there is, no, no. He was born I, normally. Now, I will say this. This is hilarious. Uh, the reason I bring this up is, is that there is evidence of Warner Brothers going and shopping the movie to churches, uh, actually wow. presenting it as a Christian movie. And this is why I ask, because... I read that article this morning, and I was like, "What?" Well, well, trust really me, as, as as a guy who has seen all the Superman movies, there was more Christianity uh, stuff in uh, in uh, in in the Donner films. Okay, so it's it's basically this sounds like Warner Brothers is trying to make something Not like nothing. Well, because they, they they're doing what everyone does, like the Republican Party. Oh shit! No one's voting for us anymore. Shit! Let's get the Christians. They'll do. They'll they like everything. Oh, someone actually grabbed a piece of the uh, of the uh, Zod fight where you can see Superman does not okay. take the fight away from civilization. He takes it to civilization. Which is okay. That that I think is going to be my biggest irritation with this movie, just because like 
that is so on yes go away adobe flash player um Actually, this this what happened is Zod is threatening Martha Kent, and then oh, Superman grabs and starts punching him, saying, "Do not threaten my mother." It actually, I actually chuckled a little bit. Okay, so um, so what I've heard, so it hasn't loaded yet for some. Oh yeah, because Flash decided to be stupid. Um, okay. okay. <laughs> but you can see he's flying towards civilization, not away. Yeah, like what the fuck. But also, it does, Zod, it, I, I can barely see Zod, but he's got some Bane-like mask on his face. It, it's a it's it's like a hologram mask. But the thing is that there's actually that's that actually ties into it because once Zod's mask comes off, he gets a full he gets a full dose of Earth's radiation, and then all of a sudden, super senses affect him instantly. He gets he, he gets instantly, uh, you know, he gets instantly knocked down because all the senses rushing at once. Okay, so here he is taking the saran wrap off yeah but he looks like bane oh actually it looks like master chief and bane had a baby but i did like this part the whole idea that that without the without those kryptonian masks they actually start getting affected by the super senses and well, superman was, has yeah. the, the advantage of he already honed his senses so he doesn't need to worry about that well i guess if like you heard that it's like it's like why i like to walk work with um like something like cnn or like some kind of news channel on i like the droning of sound if i don't hear that droning i go crazy thanks american school education that's just me or does zod's symbol look like look like the communist symbol yes it's i don't think it's um it's uh i don't think that's a coincidence <laughs> i think there's some like hey communism is still bad okay Nobody cares about communism anymore. I do, but then again, I like real communism. But anyway, um, so yeah, that that's pretty. That's pretty uh, fucked up. I gotta say, um, he takes Wait. the he takes it to civilization. So and, and okay, so I'm getting this like vibe that Superman doesn't really give a shit about humanity either. Is that? Is that true? Um, actually, he he does like before he puts on the suit, which by the way was pre-existing in a in a in a in a ship that was underneath the ice for twenty thousand years. What? Well, which uh, is kind of part of the Donner film, too, if I remember. Like he kind of found the suit or something like that. Well, well. Anyways, to, to digress, uh, <clears throat> before he put on the suit, he was actually he was actually doing more Superman things before then. Like he uh, like he was on a crab fishing boat and an offshore oil rig had like a fire and explosion. Right. Uh, and you know he he came on to it you know just as civilian mode, you know saved all the people there, and and then you know he it showed him like saving people and helping people. And then there was this horrible scene at this truck stop. Right. Where, let me just let me just preface like. The, the the diner scene in Superman two always bothered me. Why does it bother you? Because it's revenge, and Superman should be above revenge. Yeah, it is. It is a bit. It is a bit. Uh, but I think it's more about they threaten Lois. Well, well. Anyways, in this case, uh, Clark is and, like, working Lo as and, like, a... Lois. Lois actually, and that that is something about Superman. Lois does trump a lot of his um, honor bullshit, so that kind of makes sense. Well, you know what? That scene is even worse than the Donner cut because. He turned the world back, so this guy doesn't even remember Clark. 
yeah, and he okay, beats him yeah, up that, anyway. That is, that is true. That is true. That, uh, <laughs> but you know, it is it is related to Lois, so I sort of let it go because I kind of feel like that's a that's Clark, you know, protecting Lois in his mind, and you know, sometimes we do some stupid things, so I'm okay right. with that. Well, stuff. well, anyways, in this case, there is this trucker that's that comes into this truck stop. Clark's working as like a bus boy. Okay. And, and, and this trucker is like hitting on this waitress, like like being the really sleazy, trying to pull her into his lap or stuff like that. Clark oh Clark comes up and says, "Hey, I think you've had enough. I think you should leave." The guy pours a beer on Clark's head, and and Clark's like, "Okay, you know, I'm just gonna walk away." He does it. He he does it in such a way that, you know, you know, the actor he does a very good job of showing showing you know with his expressions showing. I'm I'm above this and and the guy actually punches him hurts his fist on Clark's chest and it's like okay yeah. yeah I'm okay with this this is okay and then finally he leaves and as he's leaving the guy throws a beer can at the back of Clark's head Clark just walks out the door and then it shows cuts later to the trucker leaving the truck stop and he pulled in when he pulled in earlier it showed he had like a tr- 18 wheeler with logs mm-hmm. and they came out and his 18 wheeler is skewered in logs oh god. It's like, yeah, that's a little too revengey for Superman. Yeah, that's um, yeah. Because he basically yeah. ruined this guy's livelihood. Uh, that's that's, and that's the thing. I I think I don't really like about like I don't like I'm not gonna like about this is I think that this is just basically forgetting what Superman is. Like Superman is a Boy Scout and. If you don't like that character, then don't do Superman. Like, that's a thing. Like, I guess it's just I'm irritated with this. I, I'm okay with different interpretations with of a character, but there are some things that are usually core to a character. Like, Spider-Man is an idiot and will try to save everyone. Uh, Superman is a Boy Scout. And no matter what, and, you know, like, that's why I like Red Sun, because he's a Soviet Boy Scout. So... He believes everything from his country is the right way. That is Superman. And this, this revenge type Superman just seems kind of, like, way out of character. Like, you might as well have just picked... Like, just make a new superhero, for God's sake. Douche well, they man. did. It was called, they, they did that. It was called Hancock. It sucked. Uh, <laughs> I know. But there are ways... Okay, so how long does it take to give him a... To give him a suit, I have to know this. It's about it's about one hour in, and I actually do like oh. that scene because because Clark poses as an assistant for this Arctic research station. They found yeah. a large mass under the ice, and they're wondering if it's like a a forgotten Soviet sub from the Cold War era or something. Lois shows up and and basically tells the military the only reason I'm there is because an injunction I'm here is, is because an injunction court decided that because we're on can- Canadian soil i i have a right to be here so stop so let's stop the dick waving so she did a really good job with that scene and yeah basically she's taking some pictures and she sees clark wandering out at night and she 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 follows him and follows him down this chasm that he makes with his heat vision to down to the ship Mm. and you know clark puts in his kryptonian key into the ship and then the jarell's program loads into the ship right and and the Jarrell program explains, you know, who he is and and says, you know, this is one of the many scout ships we used to send out back when we were space explorers before Kryptonians became xenophobic. Yeah. 
and that scene kind of worked. It was pretty good. And then and then he yeah. shows him a suit, and, and they don't explain it, but they pretty much imply that th- that suit is like an early, like that era of Kryptonian exp- exploration uh, survival suit. Yeah. They they don't say, it, but they they it's pretty much implied. And he says that the S is from the is for the House of L, and it's a symbol of hope. Okay. And All at right. first, at first, you know, when Clark leaves the ship in the suit, he can only do like Hulk jumps. <laughs> and actually, actually, up until the very end, Superman's the only Kryptonian they can play. All the rest of them just do Hulk jumps, That's which okay. I kind of like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I, I'm sure there's some good parts of this movie that, like, you know, it's like Amazing Spider-Man. You can tell that there are some good ideas going into this. It's just that the writing, like, okay, I'm not going to talk about Man of Steel because I haven't seen it, but Amazing Spider-Man, my opinion on that movie is it had some really good parts. It's obvious that they had some good people working on it. It's just that, unfortunately, it, it fell apart because... They were trying to do spectacle when Spider-Man is not really about spectacle. And and let me see how many writers were on Amazing Spider-Man. Because this is becoming a problem with a Amazing lot of Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man had a big problem with, uh, with okay, it was so writer by committee. Did, yeah, it's writer by committee. And let's see how many were on Man of Steel. It was just David Goyer. Oof. Okay, that's not good for him. Um... <laughs> Let's see here. Okay, so one guy. Because that's the problem with Amazing Spider-Man is you can tell that it was written by several people. And that these were some good ideas that all came together, and you can't do a comic like that. Those comics that you pass around and, you know, everybody writes a page, which we actually did at the 24-hour comic thing. Right. Um, I'm hoping that it gets released. I won't, won't spoil the name because it's wonderful. It was a misunderstanding of Southern American English by Australians, so it was hilarious. Um, so but, when but that gets the, released, but but Goyer did the dark. Goyer wrote the Dark Knight trilogy. Okay, he did. That's weird. So it looks like he just tried to do. Okay, so he wrote the Dark Knight, and he wrote Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. Um, Hell yeah. But Christopher Nolan did help him on the Dark Knight. He did. Yeah. Okay. So here's this guy's. Um, he wrote Crow, City of Angels, Blade, which wasn't bad. Uh, Blade 2 and Blade 3. Yeah, I did. Uh, Batman Begins. Oh. Um, which Batman Begins is pretty painful. But once again, Christopher Nolan helped him write that one. So Jumper, which Jumper had some pretty good... I, I actually kind of enjoyed Jumper, except it got a little stupid. Like, At least Jumper wasn't Push. Oof, yeah. Um, they both came so, out around the same time, and I keep on. I, I, I have to ask, which one's Jumper and which one's Push again? Uh, Jumper is the one where he has the he has the magical ability to go everywhere or something like that. Push is the guy who can push things. Yeah, I guess. Okay. I didn't see Push. Um, uh, see, he's also writing the new Godzilla. Oh man, this is gonna be terrible. Um, oh. so what this guy? Okay, so like he didn't really do the Dark Knight Rises screenplay. He only kind of gave some ideas towards the story, I guess. Well, you have um, to look at his earlier career. I mean, he wrote Kickboxer 2, The Road's Back. Oh my god, he wrote Nick Fury, Fury Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yes. Oh. Oh. 
He wrote Blade the series. He wrote Da Vinci's Demons. And the Call of Duty Black Ops. Is that the one with the zombie mod? Uh, I think so. Call of Duty, Call of Duty, Call of Duty. TV, TV, TV. Dog. Ah, uh, you saw that video. Yeah, I love that video. Water and Xbox is the new water cooler. What? <laughs> yeah, speaking of systems, I have already uh, reserved my PS4 because the E3 presentations pretty much cemented that in my mind. Like, I will buy a Wii U once once Smash Brothers comes out. But yeah, it's PS4 this time. <laughs> I don't like the idea of the Kinect spying on me all the time for the NSA. Also, because, <laughs> I mean, they are. And it came out this morning that Microsoft has not been fixing bugs fast enough because they were allowing the NSA to exploit them for a while before they would fix them. It's time for intermission, boys and girls. Movie Week in Review is the GeekCast Radio Network's weekly movie podcast. Steve and Mike take a look back on their favorite films and give you their thoughts. They also bring co-hosts at times. If you are a movie buff, listen to MWire only on geekcastradio.com. Hey, I'm Gary. I'm Mike. I'm Chuck. And I'm Justin. Join the four of us every week on the Internet's number one and longest-running G.I. Joe podcast, What's on Joe Mind? It's Joe News, reviews, and interviews like you've never heard them before, delivered right to your MP3 player. Our guests include Jason Marsden, Kevin Michael Richardson, and Matt Yang King from G.I. Joe Renegades, Larry Hama, Robert Atkins, and John Barber from IDW Publishing, and many more from around the online Joe community. Yeah, it's guys talking about Joe. Think of it as Joe Talk meets Sports Talk. And we make fun of Chuck. Right. And we pay again. Come on, Chuck. We're just kidding. Kinda. Sometimes Chuck makes fun of himself. Right. And we... Okay, seriously. This is just getting ridiculous now. It's What's on Joe Mind every week on the GeekCast Radio Network, InsidePulse.com, Stitcher Smart Radio, and iTunes. Download and listen today. I suppose I still can't say something about Transformers, can I? Good. No. What about sports? That sounds good. Yeah, that's all right. Tooncast is dedicated to the cartoons we grew up with. 100 episodes and more make up one of the GCRN's most popular podcasts. Join hosts TFG and Mike, Optimus Solo, Terra the Rising Star, and tons of guest hosts. We also have voice actor and writer interviews. Tune in to Tooncast as we look back on the cartoons that defined us as geeks. You can find Tooncast on iTunes and the web at www.geekcastradio.com. Tune in. And now, back to the show. Oh, Neil. Yeah? There's that grin that you love. Oh, God. So, yeah, I'm not going to get the X-Bone just because, you know, there's nothing on it either. And they basically shot themselves in the foot with with the whole indie game. Indie producers have to go through the big ones. Uh. Oh, yeah, that's a good grin. Yeah, I like that grin. Yeah, that's <laughs> that, that like, artist has a real has really good facial expressions. That grin is like this is gonna be awesome. That is the <laughs> grin of awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's a Neil has always loved the the whole idea of Birdie. You know, just you know, space yeah. cops. Awesome. Yeah. Well, like I love um I love the space cops in Tenchi Muyo. Um, I never actually see the Galaxy Police series. Now that I think about it, I think I only watched like two episodes of that. For some reason, I didn't wow. watch the rest of it. Can't remember why. Maybe there's a lot going on at that time. Anyway, I need to see that. But yeah, um, as for these movies, I, I'm I'm sadly I'm one of those people that like this is basically 
they've got IP that I particularly like, so I'm going to go see it. I did not go see <laughs> Into uh, Into Darkness until like I could do it for free because <laughs> I was not going to pay money for that. Um, so yeah, um, my biggest irritation with latest mo- the latest movies coming out is you're playing on my nostalgia, but you're not even like delivering a good movie, and I don't like being tripped into going to the theater i, I mean at, at least brian singer tried to play respect to that you know and the i mean the x-men movies were like the first x-men movie well was... i mean i mean superman returns oh well, yeah. Super, well superman returns i really honestly feel that like i i kind of like rebooting the series because like trying to do a continuity on something from that long back is not gonna work because honestly people don't remember and so it's it's my irritation is is i guess i'm looking for something new i'm looking for i really do like superhero movies and all that but i would like something different i don't want origins that take half the goddamn movie oh by the way no lex luthor i know that's bullshit that's just that's basically the fuck you i'm not doing what they did in the originals which was stupid you okay. know, the only thing that bugged me about uh, Superman Returns is that it's it it's basically a continuation from Superman 2, but it the technology in the movie literally jumps forward like a quarter century. Yeah, it does. That's like, in the last guys... movie they're they're using typewriters, and this one everyone has has a cell phone. And... Yeah, <laughs> I know it, it makes no goddamn sense. That's why oh, oh, like, oh, you want to guess who one of the biggest sponsors of uh, uh, Man of Steel is? What? Everyone has a Windows phone. Of course. No, I, I mean, it's like this weird parallel dimension where everyone has Windows phones. And... Why don't you bing it? Why don't you bing it? Oh, you, can even bing, it. you can even bing that shit. Yeah, I know. I think it's... Neil knows that quote. Yeah. Everyone knows that quote. Well, Nobody uses I... bing. Give oh, it up. People, yeah, only people who use bing are, are people that, well, people who uh, who didn't change the default on their phone. Pe- people in make-believe, i.e. movies. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like I said, like I said, everyone has a Windows phone. I, I mean, every single character has a Windows phone. Well, a Windows phone is slightly better than Android, I guess. Yeah, not really. But anyways. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just saying that, like. It's understandable that they would, but you know, it's not even just Windows Phone. Is there Nokia Windows Phones? I I know, and like you know, going on the train here in Australia, it's basically I would say eighty percent Apple, and probably like nineteen percent Android, and then one percent everything else. So yeah, that is a weird parallel dimension. Yeah. Well, last time I went to the theater. I saw nothing but androids. Yeah, well, oh, you're in America. We and uh, <laughs> anyways, anyways, to digress, I just thought it was really weird that there was nothing but Windows phones. Nothing but Windows phones. I, I know, but that, that's just like when I see movies and everyone has a Mac and I'm just laughing my ass off because I'm like, that is not real. Or they use a Mac laptop to hack an alien spaceship to. Well, that is uh. fine. That is fine. At that point, like Mac laptops... And it was either you had a, a ThinkPad or a Mac laptop, so understandable. Well, what do you call the little the little cursor thing on the the ThinkPad keyboard? Uh... Oh, the the nipple. <laughs> 
I, I do not know actually any other term for that except for the nipple. That's someone at work called term. it the 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 uh, the uh, someone at work the clit. I've heard the clit. Yeah, the, yeah, the mouse clit. clit. Yeah, I've heard that before too. So <laughs> either nipple or clit are the two terms I've always heard for that. My dad called it that red thing because he didn't know what to call it. So you know, <laughs> Neil, you know what we're talking about. No. Oh, on really old, on really old ThinkPads. The new one has it too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, they do. For some reason, they have not given up on that. Actually, they are called nipple. See, nipple mouse. Pointing stick is what the official term for it is. It's uh. a rubber nub that is on the keyboard. Yeah, let me, I'm oh, it right now. I know what you're talking it's about. It's a red rubber nub that sticks up a little bit that, that you yeah. feel around a little bit. It gives a little bit of resistance, but you can sort of move it around a little bit, and then you move a little bit faster in circles. And, and wait, I'm this, was before touch, this was before touchpads, so... It's kind of getting me excited there. <laughs> before there were touchpads, there were these horrible... Well, this one has a touchpad on it, too. I know, Trevor, actually, now that you said that, I do remember, Trevor actually has a ThinkPad, and it's got the red nipple on it still, and I'm like, oh, this why is, is that even there? It has, a, it has it, it has a touchpad, and it has it has the uh, fingerprint reader. Yeah, like, they've got everything like that on there. It's, the ThinkPads are just ridiculous. Like, I have to say, though, if I, if I didn't have a Mac laptop, I would probably get a... Uh, and ThinkPad just because they're just well made, still even under Lenovo. But yeah, the the nipple. <laughs> but yeah, like it, so everyone's got a Windows phone. That's that's hilarious. Yeah, mar, mar, the movie marketing is always hilarious because you'll see everyone using something and you'll say, "Yeah, that is realistic as shit." The yeah, they have, they have, they have a movie where Jamie Foxx is playing Obama. What? Wait, what are they what, doing what? this? Yes. Jamie Foxx is playing Obama. The White House gets attacked, and and uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, the guy from GI Joe is, is is they're doing a buddy comedy action thing where they're taking out the terrorists together. Okay. Wait, no, you are making you are making this shit down. You are making this shit up. White House down. Yes, yes. The guy from GI Joe. You don't mean The Rock. No, I, I mean what's his name? Chatham, Chating something. The new guy. Oh, Channing oh, Tatum, that Chatham, new guy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is this is a real movie. Okay, so uh, yeah, there's a there's a there's actually I found the um. Here's the poster. Trailer. Yeah, here's a trailer. Here's the poster. See the, the, the see it's it's Obama and uh, and 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 uh, and a white uh, Secret white Service guy rock. playing. You know, they're doing it's, a buddy it's, action. It's comic. White Rock. That's what he is. But there you go. What do you think, Neil? Uh, why? 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 Because, because. Okay. Money. Harrison Ford know. wasn't enough. I don't know. This could be. This could be okay. I could be okay with this. I. I'm trying to convince myself I'll be okay with. It don't even pretend he's not playing Obama. Oh well, obviously it's obvious he's playing Obama, which is hilarious because there's actually a scene in the trailer where where he says, "Mr. President, you need to use the rocket launcher," and he grabs it at the back of this SUV that they're driving to to the gates with. And he's like, "Oh hell yes!" It's like, "Oh hell yeah!" Okay. <laughs> we lose our freedoms too late. Already lost 
custom. Lol. But there you go. We lost our freedoms. What the Where fuck? Where does it say that? It says that in the trailer. Oh. I, I, I barely remember the trailer because it's action comedy, buddy comedy shtick. Yeah, I'm 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 just sort of like looking at this going this could be hilarious. this could be hilarious. I could I could like this on a hilarious level. So... I, I mean I mean I mean it's either this or Olympus has fallen, it's your choice. What's Olympus has fallen? It's it's the it's 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 another version of this movie, but one that's taken seriously. Oh, okay. I think I remember that. <clears throat> this is just this is this is like this. I'm going to say is probably one of those like this could be stupid fun. <laughs> um, no, I do like the line. Your your freedoms are gone because lol the NSA make your, time. make your time. Yeah, like come on, guys. Your freedoms are gone. Make your time. It's you. Yep. How are also, you? Also, I guess I guess this is the our president is a badass movie. I don't. Know. Uh, no, I'm not gonna buy it. I'm just, I'm just sort of like, okay, I guess he couldn't wait to play Obama, and also maybe he's worried Obama's going to get declared like a war criminal or something, and playing him will not be exactly a great thing for his career. Denzel turned the, the role down. Ooh, well, because Denzel knows not to play Obama right now. Actually, Denzel, when, when Obama was first elected, someone, says, well, so, someone asked him, so when are you going to play Obama? And, and Denzel said, he didn't do anything yet. Yeah, because he didn't yeah. like getting the get. Yeah, well, anyway, we could talk about this all day. I know, but I just thought it was so funny yeah. because here's a here's a prominent black actor saying yeah. the truth. Well, because everyone was in that crazy mode, and I have to admit that I was also in that crazy mode when Obama got elected. We all thought first black president. He's actually going to do something for the poor. Lol, though. But so hey hey NSA thanks for listening in to our conversation about how Obama sucks. <laughs> I know. But what I love is is Denzel is is like. Is like, well, yeah, because he was being sense. Well, because he was being sensible at that point. I did, and I remember when they gave him the uh, the what the what's that thing called the Nobel Peace Prize, and I was like, what for 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 like not being Bush, elected. not being Bush, great. Um, and then of course, then he like starts ramping up war in Afghanistan. <laughs> That's just hilarious. So. Um, well, this badass president, like after he he manages to save the country, what what's attacking them? By the way, um, they're being very vague in the trailer. Okay, it's it's um, like it's like a guy being behind the screen. It, it's it's Doctor Claw. Okay, so uh, so okay, so we're gonna show bat we're gonna show badass president fighting Doctor Claw, and then um, is the second movie about badass president like um, I don't know, taking on the Mandarin or something. White House down two, the second term. No, Chinatown. It's like going White to House China. Two. No, Lame it'll, duck. The sequel will no. be a remake of Air Force One. Get these <laughs> motherfucking terrorists off this uh, motherfucking plane. plane. <laughs> yep. You know what? The, you know what the Air Force One uh, uh, sequel will be? What? Marine One, where they uh, fight on a much smaller helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. They'll have they'll be fighting on the uh, Avengers helicarrier thing, since everybody's been doing the stupid helicarrier thing recently. I'm looking at did you into start. darkness. Avengers did it first. I know, and that's why I'm just like fuck everyone who else who tries to do this. It's already been done. But what I love is 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 how they like make uh, Jamie Foxx's suit two sizes too small to show off how buffy is. 
That's fine. It's a movie. I'm like, I'm not irritated about, I like the, all the tropes of being in a movie, but it's just the, uh. What kind of name is Channing Tatum anyways? It's like his parents hated him. It's like one of those like nineties. It I'm... sounds like the name of a, of a, of a female stripper. Yeah, well, everyone got, like, last name <laughs> names back in the 90s, like Madison and Lincoln. Channing. Channing. After Carol Channing. Yes. <laughs> you, you gotta admit, it's, it sounds like, when you hear Channing Tatum, you're, like, picturing, like, this female stripper. When I heard Channing Tatum, I thought he would be, like, this cute little boy in glasses, but no, he's not, that's not what I saw. You know what? He actually does pass himself off as a real action star versus Sam Worthington. No, he does look like an action star. Like he is like it like I think my my reaction to this movie might just basically be like well oh, this is hilarious. Like uh what so, happens, Jamie Fox, you actually are a good actor. Sometimes we have to make bad movies because we are required to do so by the studio making, in order I like to remain in. I love making movies, Jerry. Let's see, Jamie Fox. Um, he was awesome in uh, in Collateral. Well, I mean, I love Jamie Fox. Jamie Fox is awesome in most things he's been in. Uh, just wondering. Oh, did you know hell... that Bad Bad Boys was almost John Lovitz and uh, and Dana Carvey? Yeah, you told me that. Which <laughs> I think that would have made the movie better. Yeah. And then they would have a scene where Andy Dick shows up as the bad guy and uh, John Lovitz grabs <laughs> John Lovitz his... just goes batshit insane and beats his head into a bar. Yes. <laughs> I'd watch that movie. A I lot. would too. <laughs> you, would, you would put it on DVR and then just rewind the same scene over and over. Yes. Because it's Andy Dick. Oh, okay. Jamie Foxx is a Scientologist. That's why. Uh... Unfortunate. Hail yeah. Zidu! Hey, yep, okay. yep. If you're part of the cult, you got to do some bad movies to stay in the cult. Oh well, that's sad. So that explains it's... Battlefielder. Yeah, well, Battlefield, and then oh man, After Earth. I'm gonna go see that shit. That is gonna be some terrible shit. Ah oh, hell no! Nah. Gotta get me one of these. Well, he's like talking in a British accent most of the movie. I know. Like, it's, it's, it's like he doesn't even look like Will Smith anymore. No, well, he's trying to let his son shine, and like I saw some of the movie, like some clips from it, and I was like, "Whoo! I want my hair back! I want my hair back!" That's all I got to say to that shit. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm gonna let my. I'm gonna let my. I'm gonna. I'm gonna let my underage daughters uh, do a song about uh, sex. That's great. I'm gonna make her a star. West Philadelphia, born because like on the place red, red, most of my days. Red Red Letter Media got it right in that they're saying that this is all about like Will Smith is like my kids are my kids, so they're important. So I'm gonna like my kids put are, them in a movie. So it, it, it's like toddlers and tiaras, but with teenagers and uh, multi million dollar movies. Exactly, and he actually commissioned this movie. I found out like Red Letter Media gets into this that he actually like Will Smith commissioned this movie. And he had M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong uh, do the script and everything. So what's the twist? <sighs> everything on Earth wants to kill you. Yeah, but that's in the first five minutes. What's the twist? I have no idea. I don't really give a shit about what the twist is because, like, I already know it's going to be some bullshit twist. And also, there's I've heard, like, there's a bunch of Scientology deep in this movie. Like, the whole... 
Will Smith talking in a calm voice is part of science, is like a Scientology thing. Like, uh, if you give, like, the ghosting, which happens in the movie, is similar to the idea in Scientology where if you erase all emotions, then the evil aliens have no control over you. Yeah, the things detach from your soul. And, exactly. Uh, and then, and, and then you can, and then you can. Uh, something about clams or something. There's something a clam. No, no, there are clams involved in Scientology. I forgot what what it is about clams. They have they have some sort of thing about clams. I forgot what that is, but I do know that like there's also like um like the concept of all the animals on Earth hating. Like they're possessed by the evil Thetan shit. So it's it's obvious that this movie was made for Will Smith's devotion to Scientology and his attempt to try to make his teenage son a star. But there's a great in the Red Letter Media review, it's great because they actually bring in an interview that was done with Jaden and Will Smith. And Will Smith's talking the whole time, and you just see Jaden just sort of picking at his his fingernails, just sort of looking around, looking bored, not really. Well, what, there. what I love about Red Letter Media is have the have we ever figured out where that footage at, at, from Skywalker Ranch came from? Because I, I have I, no I, idea. That is brilliant. And I it's don't... actually it's actually off of the DVD. Really? It's off. The, it's a special. It's a special behind. So the they actually ha- they actually wow they actually put that out. Yeah. Of them yeah. watching the first cut of Phantom Menace and like oh my god we just laid a tur- down a turd. You know that yeah, does like, make sense. Yeah, like, I think they just threw it all on there because, well, it's Lucas and he doesn't give a shit. And so he did, probably didn't even recognize what he was putting on that special edition by saying, we've made a mistake. I think what he thinks, he didn't even really, I don't even really think he thinks anymore. I think he just does, which is why I think, like, he does have some kind of, like, cancer of some sort, because I think maybe he's going insane. It's cancer of the Adam's apple. It created a massive tumor that looks like a turkey neck. <laughs> I know it does, honestly. Um, but it's just, it's, After Earth is just going to be hilarious. I, I have a feeling I'm going to see this. It's, it's supposedly very, very boring, but I, I'm probably going to love it as much as I loved Battlefield Earth. I've got to say that because it was just so terrible that I've got to go see After Earth. I've got to, I've got to continue my uh, viewing of Scientology movies. So, Have you seen uh, the Scientology cartoon? Muppet Babies? So. Oh, Muppet Babies. <laughs> no, 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 no. Scientolo- the Scientology cartoon is by the same people who made the Mormon cartoon. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I don't think I've actually seen that. Now, I did have all of the Scientology books in my house for a while because a friend of mine got them at the library. Like, someone had apparently donated them to the library, and the library didn't know what they were and just put them on the, well, we can't put these on the shelf, so we'll just sell them. So he bought the entire set, and it was awesome. Of Dianetics? Uh, every, every book, like all the instruction books, including a book on how to run the machine. Um, it, was a, it was a really nice collection. In fact, we kept one of those books in our, our car for the longest time, and people would see it, and they'd go, <laughs> uh, we'd be like, uh, would, you like to, would you like a free testing? <laughs> you're, you're horrible. You're and, and, and then, I'd, and then, awesome. I'd, lock the, then I'd lock the doors. <laughs> did you ever get one of those machines no i've actually i would i would love to like find one and give it to trevor and have him take it apart and tell me what i already know this oh, is just a whole bunch of wires and nothing else there's people online who have done it so i mean if you if you search around for it uh i'm sure you can find it but um <laughs> but i have actually i have actually been approached by those people before and i've said 
No, thank you. But you have a be- but Zenu wishes you a beautiful day. What do they say to that? Well, because these people are usually like people pay- being paid minimum wage to go hand out shit, they didn't understand. Like you can tell that those people are just being paid minimum wage to go around handing out flyers. It's great. They have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> they just think they're handing out something for some health clinic or something. So I've never actually met a scientist. I actually have to say that I have never actually met a Scientologist. So O'Neill took out some of the best uh, of my of my Christian rant out of the Book of Wonders. I at- Book of Virtues. I actually asked him to take it out because I went a little too far. Oh, Book, like book of Virtues um, cartoon. Yeah, yeah, because in the episode we did about that, uh, I, somehow I got into a tangent about uh, Catholicism and uh, and how the Friday fish fry is all about the, the Roman fish god Dagon and uh, no, well that's and the po- and the Pope is wearing a fish hat head, a fish head hat. And, well, he uh, is a fish. He is uh, maintaining the tradition of the fishermen of men. So. You know, and, there you and, go. And, uh, and they don't even follow the Bible anymore because because it says the Saturday the is the Sabbath to keep it holy and sacred. And then the Pope decided to move it, and you're not supposed to do that, and blah 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 blah. Well, no, 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 no. Because see, the Pope actually has uh, the power to do such things on Earth. He is God's man on Earth, so he can actually see in Catholicism the Bible is not exactly an, an absolute thing like in pr- Protestantism it is considered an absolute thing which is hilarious because Protestants are usually the ones who disregard the Bible but anyway getting back to Catholics yeah. well what's also hilarious yeah. is that the Bible was canonized by a Pope yeah and that, that's also the hilarious part too because like and so like Pope actually does have the power to make decisions here on earth so it's under he can actually do that um the bible is mainly just sort of a primer book in catholicism there are other books and also the teachings of the of the actual church are part of the book as well yeah but most of the rituals are pagan rituals yeah yeah definitely they are i mean uh the christmas tree even well i mean even if you get into stuff that's written down in the bible and the torah they all have their uh, origins in pagan. Of course they as do. Well. Of course, they, of course do. they do. Because, well, um, Christianity is nothing but a watered down blood cult. Um, it is basically like Mithras cult, where you would get under a bull and they would cut it open and the blood would basically wash upon you and wash away your sins. Except that in Christianity, you get sprinkled with some water because blood is yucky and you don't consume the animal. You consume a wafer and some wine because eating dead, you know, freshly dead flesh is kind of yucky. So basically, it's a watered down blood cult, and you know that's well, that, that's, you know, pure, I'm, that's purely I'm, that's purely a Catholic ritual taking communion. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. It's it's most of the rituals can have their 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 origin in older stuff. So I just sort of like, eh, you know. Well, I'm a deist, so so I don't care. Yeah. Well, I don't either. I just think it's interest. I just think religion is an interesting thing. It's a definitely a a control device in order to keep people in line. Like basically, by saying a magical sky fairy told you not to kill people, <laughs> that uh, that basically makes it wrong to kill because people believe the magical sky fairy can throw lightning bolts at them. Lightning so, bolt! Lightning bolt! Lightning bolt! Lightning bolt! Yes, lightning bolt! Lightning bolt! Lightning bolt! Um, so yeah. Uh, Religion, I find it interesting just because it's sort of like OCD beliefs come to made codified and 
used to control people. So, you know, and also like I do a series about a Norse god, so I you can see that I have some interest in religion. Yeah. Yes, I do. And uh... except that except that those gods were more interesting in that they they would come down, party, and you know, have sex with people rather than. I actually, I was talking to my friend Jason about this. My my friend Jason's a big theologist, and he he's a he's a Christian, Weird. but he's not like really a Christian because he follows Torah, and he's because he says that the anything that any pope say isn't real. And okay, so he's like an older older trying to get back to the older church. Yeah, he actually does follow. He does. He only wears natural cloth. So not mixed cloth. Wow. Yes. Okay, so he's okay. So he's trying to do every. You can't do everything in the Bible. Like, there's a lot of things that contradict. He's getting pretty damn close. I tell you, I tell you that. And uh, and okay. anyways, we were having a discussion. And uh, what was the discussion about? Uh, well, I, I'm actually following some of the things too because on Saturday I don't do any work at all. But that's basically because I'm making that conscious choice. Well, and, and also because you should have the have a day off. And uh, and he. And he he basically said, Ben, just try it out, and your and your and your whole life will improve. Just once the sun <laughs> goes down Friday, refuse to work until the sun goes down Saturday. Okay. I'm like, okay. You can't, and, even, you can't and, even turn on a light switch. No, you can. He's, he's okay. He's, well, there's differing there's differing degrees of that. But uh, anyways, it works great because it makes me feel so much more relaxed. I just sit around playing video games all day on Saturday, well, and uh, and well, there's uh, there's other things too, and. Uh, and, well, I mean, if you can have the luxury of having a day off, that's very good. That's why I like here in Australia, they um, they do enforce the 30-day, 30 38-hour work week, and they also, part-time employees that aren't casual are required time off. Well, the one thing that Jason pointed out, which is really interesting we were talking about, is 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 the that, you know, the, the Jewish religion does promote, like, really hard partying. Well, the the Jewish the Jewish religion is basically a business religion. In well, that, it, it also promotes really hard partying because it, because well, it, yeah, well, that's but that's part of business. If you really get down to it, like why did why did businesses okay not just hard partying but like it's like something after that like after the flood ended, what the first thing they would do party. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, but like what I'm trying to point out is is that American corporations have kind of gotten away from this idea of like community which is what partying is all really about um like judaism calls out for things that are good for business which are things like uh family gatherings rituals um days having days off and the mixed cloth part is really honestly a business um a business thing in that it's basically saying we grow this don't mix it with those other guys stuff motherfuckers is what's really what it's about. It's a it's a a lot of what's in there is about trade. Like it actually does lay out things like here's how much you should tax these people, here's how much you should pay for this, blah blah blah. So it is it is good in that it does promote some no duh sort of things like people need time off and people need time to let off steam. And that's actually been forgotten a lot in American culture because there's been this like trend towards work yourself to death. Well, yeah, work yourself to death or God will hate you, Um, which is basically like all of American culture has basically become this sort of like harm yourself and that somehow makes everything better. But anyway, well, cutting got started here. What? What got started? Cutting. 
got started got started in America. Cutting? I didn't hear that. You don't know about cutting? Cutting? Cutting. I can't hear. Cutting. That's Cut in emo cutting. Yeah. Oh well, cutting is an old tradition. I actually knew a girl that did cutting, but uh... yeah, I know several people who did cutting. But America has like high levels of like depression and and suicide just because we overwork everyone. Like for God's sakes, fibromyalgia. Now, fibromyalgia is one of those diseases that I kind of feel is one of those bullshit diseases that they make up just to sell you drugs because the symptoms are fatigue, constantly being tired, constant pain, and that just sounds like stress to me. <laughs> Bless you. Because I've known people who've gotten diagnosed with that, and I'm like, how many hours of work do you week? And then they tell me something like along 50 or 60, I'd be like, yeah, that's probably why you got fibromyalgia. Well, what I love is, is I think a lot, most of the mental illnesses are, you know, misdiagnosed or... or well, I mean, have, there, is, there, is uh, a, there is a case of like, there is overdiagnosing in, in some cases, but at the same time, I feel that America's problems are actually just due to the overworking of people the unregulated chemicals that are in the environment because like in america in order to get a chemical banned you have to prove that it's bad not prove that it's good so things get released and then you have to prove that it's bad and that takes forever and and unfortunately the people that sell the the chemicals tend to have more money than you so they tend to win the court cases well, let's be let's be fair that uh, that MSG has been around since forever. MSG is not one of those ones I'm talking about. Okay, I'm talking about things like high fructose corn syrup. I'm talking about things like uh, stevia and Splenda, um, aspartame, which we, you know the studies have shown that these actually do cause cancer. And in the case of high fructose corn syrup, it's starting to show more and more that this is actually might be the reason that America has such high diabetes rates. But I'm also talking about chemicals that are like to keep things from being flammable. Um, like they put these, these chemicals into uh, upholstery, clothing, children's toys back in the 50s because people were smoking, but they didn't do any tests on these chemicals. And they found recently that they are poisonous and actually do cause developmental disorders. So there you go. Well, back to, back to more. Anyway, back to more happier things. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so, so, uh, <laughs> so have we, so, what other mangas are you reading right now, Kitty Hawk? Oh shit, man. Um, let's see. Yamada <laughs> Yamada looks like it's about to wrap up. Yes, I saw that. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else have I been reading? Um, there was this really weird one I was reading last night. Uh, Koya Nakoi, which was just bizarre as fuck. What's and it I about? It's about a girl, and like I thought at first that this was going to be like a mystery, but it just turns out it's a girl that like is in love with this with her stepbrother and it's sort of boring. Oh, that's um, I'm trying to find the other, cause like, I don't actually have a list of things I read because like I read so much that I just sort of look at the list as things get released and then remember if I read that or not. Well, um, well Bertie's been in a flashback arc for the last 20 chapters. <laughs> oh boy. It's about when uh, Bertie was a, was a, was a kid and she first got recruited to be a space po police agent. Ah, Okay. Um, let's see. Ususki uh, Lily is another series I read. Uh, it's about a cross-dressing guy and his girlfriend, and <laughs> it's sort of gotten off the rails. And it's it's 
the humor is similar to my first comic, so I kind of like it because it's like always constantly saying, "God damn it, the writer is an idiot," and and things just don't make sense. So I I enjoy it immensely. The jar. Yeah, it's like the jar, in, uh, the, in that it, nothing makes sense. Um, you know, I never got to read the jar. You should read the jar. I can't Who's find it anywhere. The jar? Uh, I'll I'll send you I'll send you a copy. Hey. Um, we're about we're about to do we're about to do something new. Uh, we're about to start instead of doing the USB drives, we're going to be doing CBRs of um of everything. Mm. So like you pay once and now you have access to all the CBRs. And if you had a USB drive. Uh, you'll be getting all the CBRs as well. It's I ordered that... the USB drive, so. Did you Did you have a USB drive? I have a USB drive. Okay, well, um, then I got years getting... ago. You have the jar on it. I do. It has yeah. okay. It has a sleeve. I'm I'm, picking, I'm holding it right now. It has a sleeve. Yeah. That yep. shows uh, the Valkyrie symbol, the uh, Montro symbol, and a oh, there is a jar symbol on here. Of yep. course. Yep, the jar the jar is on the USB drives, and it hasn't had an update in a while. So I like it. I like it too. It's nice. It's one gigabyte, nice yeah, aluminum body. Yeah, this was this was um this was actually um these people got bought by Apple for the uh for the metal um and so I can't get those anymore. And also, like I said, USB drives are sort of like it's kind of getting towards the end. They're so cheap now. And people don't use them as much since you know cloud services are. Oh, I just plugged it in for the first time, and it says Mistress <laughs> Academy ninth uh, anniversary. Yep, ninth anniversary. That, that's that's the oldest older form. I don't know if it actually if the updates are still working. You could try, I guess. Oh, what the hell? I do have the jar. Yes, you do. <laughs> what the hell? You've had it the whole time. No, I feel stupid. No, that's cool. That's cool. Oh wow, I forgot. I forgot your old art completely. Let's see here. I see. Uh, oh, yeah. I work. see. I see boobs in Christmas Saga. Let me click on that first because I see boobs on it. Uh, no boobs yet. No, there aren't okay. a lot of boobs. There aren't. I will admit that there are not a lot of boobs in the jar because my brother did not want that in the comic. Well, your brother needs to learn how to love boobs. Uh, he prefers fighting and action, and I did not know how to do that back then, and I learned how to do it, because he, I, I wanted to write a series, a Yaoi series, and then he was like, no, we're gonna do an action series, and I was like, okay, wow, shit. I can't believe I had the jar the whole time. You've had it the whole time. Ninth anniversary, when did I order this? If it's the ninth anniversary, then that was sold anywhere from 2008 to about 2010, I think. I so... bought it when it first came out. I remember that. Okay, so if you've got the silver version, then that's that's clearly... Uh, it, it is silver. Too... Yeah, that's well, it's not silver. It's actually an aluminum glass um, uh, alloy. It's gray. Yeah, that's the aluminum glass one. Because uh, there was the the leather, then there was the then there was the aluminum glass, and then there was the I think they were black, and then then we stopped doing actually branded ones after that because um, it was just not worth our time doing that. It was actually we found that people were more likely to have their own USB drives. So we started doing that where you come to the convention and then you load it up on there. 
Yeah, we actually had people. We actually did it on people's phones. Uh, people brought hard drives. Um, somebody actually brought their PC and we put it on there. It was awesome. Um, I just said, I still can't believe it. It's just been staring at me the whole time. And I never thought the jar never, was never, on there. It's on there. All if only it. I had the jar. And you have it. You had it all along. Oh yeah, Nobunaga Chef is one series I've been reading recently. Mm. Um, I love that. It's like cooking, and guy goes back into the past, so it's it's got two things I like. So I've been reading that. Mm. Oroku, I'm still reading. Uh, that comes out slow as Christmas. <laughs> but the jar, um, actually, Fess was telling me that they were doing that hundred best web comics list, and I think the jar came up on that or at least as one of the series recommended are you gonna be on the next well, beacon yeah i think i'm gonna be on the one that's coming up on the uh when is it the 20 oh, oh we did we have to do a montrose is watching of of strip search because it is yes, so yes. bad Tre trevor trevor wants to do this and i want to do this too because whoo like like um, i said the girl that's the easily the best stars out of all of them Mm-hmm. They they kicked her off twice. God. They kicked her off, and then they kicked off both people in the next elimination. So they brought her back, and then they kicked her off again. It's like, it's like, and, and the thing well, is, she she blows the other people away. Now I haven't seen it yet, so I really can't judge it. But from what I've heard, it sounds like they are really interested only in people that do like strip comics, like themselves. Actually, they're looking for people who are, like, clones of them. Because all the other people, like, do, like, Penny Arcade clones. Well, that kind of makes sense. Um, I thought it was odd that the first episode was, like, a t-shirt episode. Like, design a t-shirt. Like, as though that's the most important thing to do when doing a comic. Actually, the funny thing is, most of these comic artists are not graphic designers. Well, yeah, most artists are not graphic designers. I know, designers. but they were freaking the shit out about designing a t-shirt. I thought that was hilarious because, like... It Shit, I've done that before. Well, I'm like, why are they freaking out? It's like, don't they know anything about how to do brand design? They're freaking the shit out about T-shirts. Oh my well, god. Okay, okay, I will say this: that there are are there. Okay, there's like two types of artists. There's the more arty type artist, and then there's the more design type artist. And I'd say you and I fall more into the design type artist. And arty artists, I actually am envious of because they can do some amazing art, but they am, they don't exactly do the design portion as much. So it's understandable. But, I mean, like, they're making a big fucking deal about it because T-shirts are actually the easy. Even if you don't have any design skills, I'd say T-shirts are probably the easiest what, thing what? to do. The funniest thing is I found out the person who won the contest, they had to change the design to fit a T-shirt anyways. What, they didn't, like, follow... Oh, okay, I get it. So these people don't even know how to follow a style guide. Yeah, basically, they were just, they were designing the T-shirt for strip search. And one person did a wraparound design where, where, like, there's, like, a whole bunch of lines that start at the bottom left corner of the shirt and go all the way up to the chest area. Yeah. yeah. And uh, turns out that Penny Arcade is like, well, we, we called her, basically, Penny Arcade called their, called their screen printer, and they found that that would be too expensive, so they had to change it to where it fits in a square in the chest. Wait, okay, wait, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> so they did this contest, and they didn't even give them, like, guidelines. Yes. Okay, declaring this uh, this whole thing bullshit because that's just crap. Because that's not real. That's really just sort of bullshit. To okay, 
just design a t-shirt. Actually, what? if you have 16 minutes, we could watch the first episode. No, I, I, I really do need to get back to inking, but uh, um, no, I'm sorry. I, I wish I could. I just I sent you a list of the to the to the I sent you a list to the to playlist. So let me know when we want to do this together. I, I think I think we're going to do this pretty soon because um, this this is just let me send this to Trevor because Trevor can then um, get the whole grip it and rip the it. whole thing. Yeah, because trying to watch this on. YouTube is gonna be bullshit. Grip it and rip it. Nick, Nick, Kitty Hole. Because, well, yeah, if we all try to watch it once, they'd be wondering why, how 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 come all of a sudden our, our audience tripled. Hmm. What? I'm saying Penny Arcade be like, how come all of a sudden our audience tripled on our early episodes? Oh. <laughs> Actually, the funny thing is, is fast is like promoting the shit out of strip search in in the Twitter. Yeah, I noticed that. Fast. Well, I'm fess. <laughs> and uh, um, well, I guess he's he. Does he want to be on the show or something? No, he's like that's the deal. Uh, what what he wants to do is he wants to eventually interview Gabe and Tycho, so he's sucking up to them ever all the time. He he oh, he sucks okay. up to everyone he wants to interview. I don't because I I, I say yeah. I say sometimes about the people I want to interview that they're kind of weird. Well, I mean, like it's okay to to like like if he really likes the show, that's cool. But um, I I don't know. I'm gonna watch this. I'm gonna see how this is. Um, making T-shirts is a bit odd, is what I I gotta say about this. Um, the one thing I did like was when they played fax machine because I'm like, hey, we should do that. Well, we should we should definitely do that. I think we should play fax machine because I actually played that at the 24 hour comic thing. And that might have actually put me behind, but I don't give a shit because, like, I wasn't going to win anyway. Uh -huh. I already knew it. I did that sad comic about children dying. So. Oh. You, you say people, people's going to die? <laughs> oh, so you, you guys didn't see the sad comic where all the children die. Let me get that. Okay. But like I said, this uh, the and the elimination is, you, you know, you know have, have you ever watched MasterChef? Either of you guys? Yes, I've watched no, MasterChef. Yeah, really. you know the part where you know you have Graham Elliot and and Gordon and and uh, Joe talking to each other about what would you do with these ingredients? What would you do? What what would your dish be? And they're talking like that, and they say, "Oh, I'd do a very rustic risotto or something like that." Yeah. And uh, and nice. uh, it, it basically it's the same thing as this, but uh, but uh, oh wow, that does look sad, but uh, <laughs> but uh, but. But it's Gabe and Tycho talking, like basically the the whole the whole elimination challenge is the two of them, the the two worst artists on the in in the challenge have mm -hmm. to do an elimination round. So it's exactly like Master Chef. So what they do is they reach, they both reach into a trash can of crumpled paper and they pull out random pieces of paper. They uncrumple it and it says something like sex, and the other one uncrumples it and says something like religion. So they mm -hmm. have to draw a strip that has to do with sex and religion in in three hours, and 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 you get to draw on whatever you want. Do they have twenty six inch Cintiqs there? And oh, nice, yeah. And uh, and and uh, and paper and, and and ink if you want that. And so they've got a lot of nice stuff. Yeah. And, 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 and like I said, they have three hours to draw a strip. And and the first time, do, do they force you to use Windows? I don't know. Probably do. But I just thought it was funny because they're freaking out. Oh my god, I only have three hours to draw a strip. I'm like, <gasps> I'm like, what? What? Okay, three hours to draw a strip. Yes. Are, okay, to ink it and color it. No, you don't have to color it. You just have to have it drawn and and uh, lettered. Okay, so inked and lettered. Yes. Th three hours to do a three-panel strip. 
Yes. What the fuck? I and it has to have a punchline about religion and sex or whatever the two pieces of paper they uncrumple say. Okay. I did a 24-hour comic. Now, admittedly, I did not ink it, but I did full backgrounds on a 24-page comic in 24 hours. Like, you can do a strip in three hours. <laughs> I, I, I think all I, like most of the time is going to be me thinking up the joke, and then then, like... Then we go from there. A joke about sex is incredibly easy, and a joke about about religion is incredibly easy. <sighs> okay. Well, I know that actually they're trying to make this a little bit more dramatic. And like, really I, like I said, the artists are freaking out. I have never drawn a strip in three hours before. Oh my god, this is tight. It's like it's like really. You well, you could. I don't know. I kind of wonder how <sighs> much of that is um, overacting for the camera because. And the thing is, while they're drawing, the Gabe and Tycho are like, like you know, heckling them while they're drawing. <sighs> nice. And well, that's this. This just sounds like just like a straight up normal reality show. It is. Just, yeah, and and I and I kind of wish this. At first, was... at first, I like the challenges because at first the challenges and stuff like designing t-shirts. So I I kind of oh. get the like, okay, you have to maintain your brand. As a webcomicer, oh, yeah. I kind of get that. And then the other one's how to deal with trolls. I'm like, okay, I get that because you're you're on the web. You have to always deal with trolls. I, I, yeah. I kind of understand that. And then all of a sudden they do things like, here's a tour of Seattle. You have to remember everything that the tour guide says and then you'll be quizzed. Okay, well, that's actually um, it, that's actually if you're in pro a professional, they used to in America, I think. But I know in Japan they send you on research trips. Like... You've got to go and like research. And then there was a go kart challenge. Whoever did the worst driving a go kart had to be in the elimination. Wait, what? Yes. Okay, that's that's an in, that's an interesting contest. Okay, we're gonna have to watch this because this just sounds like they ran out of <laughs> ideas very early on, and then like I said, I like the earlier challenge because it's it was like all about brand building, and it actually had stuff to do with web comics and. And, and stuff, and then all of a sudden, it's like reality show stick. I was waiting for Lorenzo Lamas to show up. That's kind of hilarious. Just how... Oh, here's a wolf running a car down. Let me see. <laughs> uh, so we're going to have to watch... We're going to have to watch this... Because, um, like, this does sound like this is... Um, like, this was a good idea that kind of went off the rails. Um, I hope there's a second season... Because this sounds hilarious. Oh, oh, they actually did have one good challenge near the end where uh, where they give you like the worst legal contract in the history of webcomics saying, saying this is the merchandising contract. You have to find all the errors in it. Oh, is the answer to walk away? <laughs> actually, actually, one of the, that is one of the answers where basically the, the business manager, Penny Arcade, comes in pretending to be the lawyer for the for the merchandising company and you have to point mm -hmm. out all the all the parts of the contract that's trying to screw you oh okay well honestly i would say i wouldn't be in this situation to begin with so yeah. why are we doing this because... and another challenge is so it's, it's the drunk duck slash keen spot contract oh well then i know what i do i go to dragon con and get on the keen spot <laughs> 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 uh, I just, I, I mean, like, this just sounds like, well, it sounds like they're just dramatizing, like, the average things that a webcomic artist comes across, so that's kind of Oh, one of the other challenges is, is ping pong. <laughs> oh. Okay. 
it sounds it sounds like it's sort of towards the end they were like uh shit what should we do what do we got around the office well we got a ping pong table done <laughs> we have a we have a go-kart place nearby done and it was it, it was just ridiculously bad i mean there was uh there were uh okay well we're gonna like i said we're gonna watch this where you've got you've sold me on how bad this is um you know what i never say to mike Crawlick. what your name's almost alcoholic but not quite it's like it failed at being an alcoholic your name failed at being an alcoholic I, 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 and like with the penny arcade guys like you know they've got their little I, i'm gonna say this it's a cool idea, but I, I'm they're gonna shills. watch I this. Know they're shills. Well, they are Microsoft shills. It's pretty fucking obvious they're Microsoft shills. And I do remember when that happened, and it was it was hilarious. They were like bitching about the Xbox. They I think they had actually gotten hands on, and they were just trashing it. And then <laughs> suddenly they got tickets to Redmond, Washington, to go travel to go you know, go around the Microsoft campus and they got free Xboxes and free computers and free shit out the wazoo. And they just loved Microsoft after that. It was wonderful. Cause I remember reading this and I was like, Oh damn it. You guys sold out. Well, Oh, well they needed the money to get back to penny arcade rights because they initially sold all the rights to the yeah. first they had. I understand, I understand, but at the same time, it, like now you're journalist. Now you can't be like considered a journalistic. Uh, ex you're not an expert anymore. Now you're just sort of in. Like they are entertainment, so I guess that's okay. But you can't have any journalistic uh, integrity integrity anymore if you've admitted to taking money from like one of the people that you review to help you buy back your your brand. Oh, my friend Jason's calling. I guess I got to go. Yeah. yeah, I got to go, too. I need to look right. and shit. All right. Well, All right. thank you for having me on, and uh, and we will definitely be watching Strip Search. Yeah. Okay. All right. Bye. All, All right. right. And the new ya. episode will be up in the morning. Okay, Woo! good. Good night, right. guys. Night. Bye. Night.